All right, welcome to the present moment. I'm certainly happy to be here in this moment with y'all. Um, Barbara says that I don't project very much, so if y'all can't hear me, you know, wave your arms or make faces or something like that. Waving arms will probably work better. I think that we can all recognize the importance of being in the present moment. We might have even had a bumper sticker at some point in our life that says, be here now, or something like that. Uh, maybe back when you were wearing long hair or strange clothes. So it's not unusual, and I don't think there's anybody who could argue with that idea of being in the present moment. And the teaching that we're going to look at today is really very simple. It's also, in many ways, very obvious, and better yet, the practice is easy. I think it's worthwhile for us, though, to deepen and reflect our understanding of what our experience in this present moment really can be. If you are alive, you are alive only in this moment right now. This moment is when you're alive. If you are aware, if you are conscious, you are only conscious right now, in this moment. If there is any experiencing that you have, that experiencing can only take place in this moment, right now. This moment is real. And in a way, we could say that livingness, being, awareness, consciousness, experiencing are all synonymous. They're all ways of pointing to what this moment really is, this reality. Nothing else that we can think of has reality like this moment. We can, of course, think about the past, what we did yesterday or last week or a decade ago. We can anticipate the future. Uh, but the memory of perhaps a morning like this does not have the same realness as being right here, right now. Anything you anticipate, having a hot fudge Sunday for lunch, that anticipation doesn't have the reality of being right here. So far, so good. I don't think we could find any argument. The present moment is real, and we're alive right now. Yet, we encounter a problem that's unique to us being human beings. There is a part of this present moment, something that's happening right now, that does something really quite unusual. And that part of this present moment is our thinking mind. Thinking mind, right now, has thoughts about a past and a future. And what thinking mind so often does, it ascribes a reality to those thoughts and makes them seem as real as this moment. So your thinking mind, acting now, can think about the past and have a belief that that past has a reality like this moment does. Or can think about the future and what might happen. We can often get lost in that. Thinking mind giving that a sense of reality. So you can think about the past, past flat tire. You can think about it as real as in this moment. You can even have feelings resurrected about that. You can think about a storm that might come and prepare for it. 
Obviously, our thinking mind is a tremendously great gift. It's one of our greatest powers as human beings. It allows us to remember things, to learn, to predict, and to plan. And it allows us to create this building, the creative words that we read, the things that we see one another do. So many of them have come through the benefit of our being able to think, to use our ability of cognition. Yet, there is a problem with this thinking mind, ascribing a reality to its thoughts about past and future that they don't really have. If we step back for a moment, any thought that you can think about the future, go ahead and have one. The only time you can have that thought is now. That's it. You can think about the future all you want, but that thought is happening right now. You can spend some time remembering the past. You can go over it over again. Those memories are happening now. The only way the past is accessible to you at all is if you think about it right now. The only way that the future has any impact, any possibility, is if that thought is happening this moment, this awareness now. So the problem is that thinking mind seems to take over and make, makes its thoughts about the past and future primary, sometimes even the sole focus. So although thinking mind is happening right now, it is generating story after story about the past and the future as if those are the only things that exist. Lots of suffering arises from this focus on past and future. It's kind of mistake that thinking mind does. We need to regain our perspective. I have a reading from a book called Wild Mind, Living the Writer's Life by Natalie Goldberg. Although it's a book about writing, she has a wonderful image that can help us regain some perspective about where thinking mind actually sits in this moment and what this moment might be. It's from her chapter entitled, Wild Mind. I'm on a backpacking trip into the canyon, part of the Bandelier National Monument in New Mexico. We followed a trail along a stream that cut through pink and orange cliffs. In the morning, we saw deer, mule deer. I'm almost certain that's what they were, first one and then a little later, two. When they saw us, they didn't run away, so much as hop away. Now I am leaning against a boulder. The stone cools my back. Reader, even though you are not here with me, I want you to look up at the sky. Do you see it? It is a big sky. If you've never been this far west, then imagine standing beneath the sky in Ohio, a two-lane highway, the day gray. You can see the horizon all around. Nothing disturbs the view but an occasional farmhouse with a row of Russian olives as a windbreak, or a white square building on the side of the road that says eat in thin neon. The bottom line of the E and the left branch of the A are broken off. So either in New Mexico or Ohio, Ohio, we are under a big sky. That big sky is wild mind. I'm going to climb into that sky straight over our heads and put one dot on it with a magic marker. See that dot? 
That dot is what Zen calls monkey mind, or what Western psychology calls part of conscious mind. We give all our attention to that one dot. So when it says we can't write, that we're no good, our failures, fools for even picking up a pen, we listen to it. This is how we drift. We listen and get tossed away. We put all our attention on that one dot. Meanwhile, wild mind surrounds us. Western psychology calls wild mind the unconscious, but I think the unconscious is a limiting term. If it is true that we are all interpenetrated and interconnected, then wild mind includes mountains, rivers, Cadillacs, humidity, plains, emeralds, poverty, old streets in London, snow, and moon. A river and a tree are not unconscious. They are part of wild mind. I do not consider even a dream unconscious. A dream is a being that travels from wild mind into the dot monkey mind, conscious self, to wake us up. I love that image. Big, vast sky. And someone's taken a magic marker and crawled up there and put one dot on it. That dot represents this thinking, conscious mind that's so concerned about past and future. That dot mind, that thinking mind, tries to steal the show. This present moment, another name for that would be wild mind, is big. It's like that vast sky. There's no way we could ever even inventory what's right here, right now. And yet, that thinking mind, that monkey mind, gets preoccupied with thoughts, that small dot, tries to make it everything. That thinking mind even tries to comprehend this moment, the reality of now, as if a dot could understand and comprehend the sky, and it just can't be done. When thinking mind tries to think about this moment, it's often going to say there's nothing going on. That just means there's no story right here, right now. So thinking mind often thinks this moment is boring. It's much more entertained by its ideas of past and future. But thinking mind cannot really comprehend that. Thinking mind, again, it has great value for us. It can give us change for a $5 bill. You can remember the date Washington crossed the Delaware. My thinking mind can't. Can pack for a, How many here remember that date? I'll give your thinking mind something to do later. It can pack for a vacation and plan things. Yet it is so small compared to the vastness and mystery of this moment. Again, the practice of this teaching is really simple. It's obvious and it's even easy. We just arrive in this moment with full attention and full awareness and allow the thinking and planning mind to rest. This breath, this step, now. If we do this even at one or a few times, any time, practice of mindfulness brings benefits to us. Let's us feel calm, 
brings us a moment of peace, a moment of balance. But if this practice of mindfulness becomes our way, something that we can really cherish, something that we can awaken to in this moment again and again, then something wonderful happens. We begin to remember who we are. We begin to find our true home. We are not isolated entities caught between the burdens of the past and the challenges of the future. That's a story from Dot Mind. We are big sky mind. We are being itself, the only reality there is. In the way of the present moment, we can awaken to that great mystery. Present moment. Wonderful moment. Thank you.